Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. This is Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne um, out this week. Um, could be vacation. Could be health problems. Could be he is tending to a loved one who is about to pass. Uh, I don't know because I am a bad friend. Uh, he is not here this week, uh, but uh, hey, hey, Brian, do me a solid. And if uh, it turns out Jesse is tending to a dying loved one, edit that out of the show <laughs> and make it sound like I'm not a monster. Anyway, uh, Jordan Moore's Boy Detective here with uh, two amazing guests, first timers to the show who I... I can only assume we'll become beloved regulars after this amazing show. Am I building it up too much? I'm a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought, I thought, Mara, not to like take your thunder. I was about to I introduce know, okay, you. Sorry, sorry, spoiling. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Finish your sentence. I'm just going to, I haven't introduced anybody no, yet, but I, go ahead. I thought Mara was on the show before, so now I'm like, now maybe we'll just spin off and have our own if it goes very well. Mara and Marina? Yeah. yeah. That would be great, actually. Our names God, are almost oh, wait, the same. Yeah. You're already yeah. planning the spin off, and we haven't even done the show yet. It's like if Frasier came out after the first episode of Cheers. Yeah. Uh, my guests, my delightful guests, uh, who you, uh, who you heard chatting just a second ago um an actress an author uh and the um brains behind the delightful subscription newsletter shan't we tell the vicar a uh, place for uh comedy essays and fake bbc show titles uh mara wilson mara welcome to the show hi thank you very much for having me uh and the other uh voice you heard there um is a comic a uh, former co-worker of mine uh, and the author of the delightful and hilarious new book of essays, 30 Before 30, How I Made a Mess of My 20s and You Can Too, Marina Schifrin. Hi, Marina. Hi, it's so good to see you again this week. Yeah, I know. We saw you. I came to your book reading at Skylight Books. I know. Um, it's actually um, more stressful to have friends at reading where you recognize their laughter, you know, because oh, sure. you have a great laugh and I was listening Thank for you. it. Nice so. of you to say. Yeah. But do, do you feel like I laughed at the right stuff? You could have laughed more, you know, but <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, but, you, no, you're, you're right, right. You're right. I could have. <laughs> it's always so hard in those in those book reading situations because I think, you know, as a, as a kid, we're kind of taught to, like, behave ourselves in libraries and bookstores and, like, laughing at a comedy thing in one. It feels yeah. naughty. Yeah, I called them and asked if I could bring alcohol and they were like, of course. Like, it was a stupid question. Have you ever had a book reading? Yeah, uh, I, I had a book launch party and... Uh, was it and, at Skylight? Um, no, it was it was in New York. It was um, when I was still living in New York. Uh, and I did want to do... I did a reading in LA, but they did it at the Barnes & Noble at The Grove. I kind of wish we did it at Skylight. I really like Skylight. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, Barnes & Noble, though. As someone who lives across the street True. From the Grove, the it's Grove. True. I it enjoy that Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble. It was a good Barnes and Noble. Yeah, three stories. Uh, yeah, it's it's huge. I kind of got lost in there. In fact, it was so big that my parents showed up and I didn't see them <laughs> until somebody came up to me to get something signed and was like, "Hey, I was just talking with your dad." And I was like, wait, what? And I looked over and my dad was in the line and he was waving. Did he have a T-shirt that says world's (laughs) best dad or something? No, he was he was just like and he was like talking to the girl. He was like uh, he was like, you know, so long, Emily. That's my kid up there. (laughs) (laughs) No, my dad. My dad's kind of a shy type of guy. But I think that like she mentioned, I think that she mentioned he's friendly. You know, he's he's kind of quiet, but he's friendly. And I think she mentioned something about like going to college in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, I went to Northwestern. And she was like, great. 
why are you here? And he was like, oh, I'm Mara's dad. <laughs> that's that's very much the kind of... Dads yeah. love to talk about where they went to college. Yes, they do. They really do. Uh, Marina, interesting. Your dad was at your book reading yeah, as well. He and was. he when he was mentioned in your essays, he would he silently raised his hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was in the front row and would just... When, when dad came up, yeah. uh, there's a... A it just, hairy arm would oh shoot up. <laughs> right up into the air. Yeah. It got I think it got the biggest laugh of the night, which I was like, okay, dad. Your dad was killing. He was he crushing. He really was. His bits were going off really well. Um but yeah, my dad and and my little brother were there. And also I heard someone off to the side ask afterwards, um, when I was doing the book signing, asked my brother, like, Oh, who is that? And he goes, My sister, and then walked away and I was like, <laughs> very not helpful. Like yeah. I'm sure he was just kinda like is this a new author? Or who's this? And um, anyway, but it is interesting that when one family's come and how they handle that kind of. Oh, stuff. my dad and that girl like hit it off. Oh, by really? The way. Yeah. They were like, she messaged me later. Like she was, he was waving at her, like, so nice to meet you, Emily. Good luck yeah. with all your future endeavors. Like, hey, me and your dad are going to see yeah. Steely Dan next weekend. Exactly. She tweeted at me, <laughs> being like, me being Steely like, Dan. you were cool to meet, but uh, your dad was really cool to meet. It's so <laughs> funny. I I have been getting a few text messages of friends with my dad, which is yeah. <laughs> Uh, this uh, speaking of your dad and your book. Uh, this is something we were chatting before, like right as the book was about to be published, yeah. kind of as you were turning in the final drafts. And this book of essays is about you know it's about it's about you wanting to do thirty different things before you turn thirty. Right. But kind of the sub theme, you know, as you as you can see in the kind of the header is fucking up in your 20s. Yeah. Mm. So there is embarrassing shit in this. Yeah. And you were telling me something specific about having your dad read the, like, advanced copy. Yeah, I got an adva- the advanced reader mm-hmm. copy, which still has some errors and, and is not properly formatted. And I finally, I couldn't wait to have my dad read it, so I gave it to him. And, you know, I, my mom actually read it in a night before my dad did. And I had this story in there because I wanted it to, I had a lot of shame about my early um, sexual experiences because, you know, it's just like embarrassing when you don't do things correctly. And I have a story about how my... I know what you mean. All of my red hair, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I know that feeling of shame around your... Um, I've also, you know, wrote these stories before the advanced copy came out. I wrote them like two years ago and I've read them probably 20, 25 times. So I kind of, I know every word in there, but I forgot the impact of those words. Mm. So my... One of my first sexual experiences, and this is very crazy if you know me now, was uh, one of the first things I did was I 69'd. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Talk about walking wow. before you yeah. run. Yeah. Running before you walk? Yeah. I fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. I, it took me a long time to figure out like a good analogy for it. And, yeah. I, and, I, and people think I peaked too soon. My God. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I didn't lose my virginity until I was almost 20. Like the, first, the only thing. Same. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was over. Tw- I, was, I think I was 20. Yeah. And still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It was like, yeah, I like 69 at 16. I got you losers then... beat. 19, baby. Uh, 19. <laughs> I was um, a pretty cool dude. Yeah. But so I, you know, I and it was like that part of the essay, I always, I have like this line that say that says like, you know, 69-ing is like the most advanced sexual thing you can do with someone. It's kind of, and it's like kind of weird. It's like. Um, you know, trying to feed each other cake. Like, how are you supposed to cake in someone's face when they're trying to cake in yours? Like, it's just some weird, like, funny line that everyone always loved. And so my mom read it, and my parents are Russian, and so this will explain my accent. But my mom read it first, and she... The advanced reader copy is done. You can't make any changes on it. And she, like, comes into my room 
because I was staying with them at the time. She goes, Marina, please take out six, nine stuff. Like that was <laughs> her first comment about the book. And I had like a little bit of a panic attack because I was like, oh, my God, my aunts and uncles, like my family's pretty conservative. All They hate six, nine stuff. They hate six, <laughs> nine stuff. Um, and then my, yeah, my... Then my family was, like, prepping my dad for that chapter, and they're like, you're going to read some stuff you're not going to like. It's going to be hard. And so my dad read the book, and he loved it, but he's like, uh, you know, bad stuff first. And he's like – he said, I won't ever forget. He goes, Marina, look, I'm I'm man. I look at pictures sometimes. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. I look at pictures. Listen, we're all men. Men look at pictures. Look, some – And, hey, I think – you know, I think, you know, in this room, we should we can acknowledge in this day and age, sometimes women look at pictures. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sometimes yes. women can look at pictures. Yeah. Look, if I yes. have some wine, you, sure. yeah, I'll look at some pictures. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was just We're like, humans. We're yeah. visual creatures. Yes. We want to look at pictures. And uh, and so basically he was like, uh, sometimes watercolors. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to do your dad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, you can it's do it's your like, dad. I go I to a museum. Yeah. Museum is nice. Yeah. That's like essentially what he said. He goes, Marina, some pictures tasteful and some not. Yeah. And he's like, sometimes beautiful fresca. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, sometimes. did you say fresca or fresca? I said fresca. That's the drink. Okay. I fucked that up. I honestly thought you meant I thought fresca. a painting of a fresca. Yes, it's like yes. an Andy Warhol oh, thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Sometimes filthy Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll and, stop my bad Russian accent uh, there. <laughs> yeah, and he was just like, Marina, I don't like 59 stuff. Like, Whoa. Was... Classic dad mistake. Wow. Yeah, downgraded. Yeah. Yeah. To 59. That's very – now, 59 seems more advanced if I'm thinking <laughs> well, about the numbers. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard, like, some other numbers. And I don't know if this is just, like, stuff that me and my friends made up. But, like, like 67 – What's that? Wait, I love this. I've not. It's, yeah. it's oh god, I feel gross now. Like, isn't sixty-seven where like one person's using their mouth and another person's using their hand? Did did we oh, make this up? Oh, I mean, that I feel like tracks. you need to draw that. I feel makes like sense that to me. Yeah, I feel like that. That that like you know, and it's it's not like a fun number, but it's like probably a little bit more practical. Well, yeah, I mean, Easier especially if achieve. there's height differences. I'll say, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like it seems like to comfortably sixty-nine. The yeah, the height like, has to be really, really perfect. Yeah, Otherwise, true. someone is scrunching Imagine. in a weird way yeah. or extending in a way that might yeah. pull a muscle. I mean, not to be, not to be, it's so crazy because I only, I basically, that's one of the only sexual things in my book because I thought it was so funny and strange that that's the first thing I tried and then just didn't talk to boys for another four years. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I've, I've, yeah, a lot of friends of mine, they're like, oh, yeah, I had this one experience and then nothing. Yeah. Four sure. years. Especially yeah. it was like such an like acrobatic experience. I right. was like, it's not I for went me. to one orgy and then all youth groups. <laughs> yeah. <and> just <laughs> after that first orgy, I just went to Jars of Clay uh, concerts and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, yeah, but the in all, but they came to the breeding. Your dad seemed like he was having fun, so yeah. they, they're not. They they have not disowned you. Yeah, well, actually, his business partner um, was talking to him about the book, 
And he's his business partner, my dad said, like, he loved it. He thought it was beautiful. He couldn't be more proud. And then he's like, you know, there are some things in there that I didn't. Do you like how my accent for him changes depending on how yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now he's, like, more modest. There, there, But he was saying there's some things in there that, you know, were a little bit, bit too much information. And his business partner was like, well, sex sells. And my dad now is just like, wow. Sex sells. It's wow. my, business, my business friend told me that <laughs> yeah. what you're doing is okay. Yeah. I kept the sex stuff in my book mostly to one, like, one segment. And uh, and this title of that segment was something I, – I, I was talking about how being a child actor made me, uh, you know, kind of a late bloomer when it came to showing any kind of sexuality at all. And so I called it um, – and I'm using this word in an academic sense. Uh, the <laughs> Please, Matilda, yeah, keep things academic yes, on yes, the show. The, this show. Well, it's, it's the Matilda whore complex. <laughs> oh, my God. And – because wow. because a lot of people still saw me wow. as a kid, sure. yeah, and and uh, and and so I felt like I had to be, you know, I had to be this like buttoned up good girl and uh, all of the time, and you know, which is a messed up thing to think, but. Uh, when when it came time, like when we got my book, uh, I, I was actually signing my book for my dad at my reading and I was like, Dad, uh, there's one segment that you should probably not read. Sure. And Before he, I hand and, this book back, I'm just yes. going to rip out a chapter. And he, <laughs> puts it in her mouth. Yeah. And he was like – eat parts of the book sometimes. And he was like – that's funny because I actually do have a story about eating part of a T-shirt to get out of trouble with my parents. OK. Um, and that is a story, a story that I ended up cutting out of the book just because for length purposes and stuff. But, let's uh, let's have, hear that after you finish in a, the – uh, yes, After yes, the Matilda exactly. Horcomplex complex thing. So I uh, – but I told my um, – my, it's, it's also – Kind of tangentially related to sex. Uh, but yeah, I was like, Dad, uh, there's one essay in here that I don't think that you should read. And he said, yeah, I think I know which one it is. And I'm just going to skip over it. <laughs> and we never talked about it. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, was, nice. was that the title of the essay? Yeah, it was. Okay. It I think was. you kind of know which command maybe that, I should. Yeah, he saw that and was just like, all right, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and skip over that. This next one's called Summer Fun. I like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dad approved. <laughs> What's the T-shirt thing? Oh, God. Okay, so I... I was I was really really I was like a really innocent teenager and I and my parents were really strict. Uh, my dad married my stepmother when I was thirteen. Do you and think we moved. the? Oh, sorry. I was going to ask. Do you think the? I know you kind of alluded to this before. Like, do you do you think that the kind of late blooming as far as that stuff goes? It it had something to do with being a child actor. Yeah, I definitely think so because I feel like I definitely had to. Uh, I, I definitely had to watch myself and I definitely had to to there was people were a lot more judgmental back then. Sure. Yeah. And there wasn't very much room to do it. And there were I also saw a lot of girls who kind of felt like to be grown up was to be sexual, but it sure. never felt like it, it didn't in, in those days, at least it didn't really feel like they were owning it and being honest and, and you know, expressive about it. It felt kind of exploitative to me. Mm-hmm. So I I was worried about that. Sure. But also I was just kind of a loser in high school. <laughs> and like, I mean, I, I didn't really do very much. And I, I also had incredibly strict parents and they were also very conservative, uh, especially my stepmother. Um, and my stepmother was very strict with me because I – she she didn't know how to I guess deal with a kid who who talked back as much as I did and uh, we were I was always afraid of getting in trouble with them and I think that that's the thing when your parents get remarried is you never know like you know how far like one parent will go but you don't know how far a step parent mm-hmm. will go so um, 
one of my brothers was like volunteering with like a like a, a sex ed outreach organization kind of thing, and um, I'm not going to name which one, but uh, I don't know if people would know that anyway. But I uh, but I got a T-shirt from like the AIDS Walk, mm-hmm. and my parents were very much like my stepmother mm-hmm. especially was like was like super Catholic, anti-abortion, you know, like you know, be a good girl, you know, you're and like kind of pounding this into my head, and uh, my parents found the shirt. And my brother was like, oh, uh, my brother covered for me and was like, I left it there. But I was so terrified, so terrified because I had no idea what they were going to do and how they were going to – if they were going to um, – it said something like – it said something like safe is sexy on right. it. And yeah. And so I was so scared and I was such a neurotic teenager that I, I set out to destroy the shirt one night and I cut the shirt into pieces and uh, started like putting Sharpie and nail polish over it. Wow. But it wouldn't it wouldn't stick to it and I started flushing pieces down the toilet. <laughs> wow. But, I, but then I was – was like, oh, but that shit. filthy slogan was still there. <laughs> yes. Safe and, so, and sexy. And <laughs> so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And I mean, like, my parents were the kind who got they got mad. I remember my dad got mad when uh, when I was listening to like musicals that he didn't agree with. He was oh. a lot more conservative in those days. Wow. What be musicals like, did he not agree with? Um, probably that filthy rent. Rent was one. I remember rent was, was a little, little controversial in my house yeah. too. Yeah, rent. Uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim's Assassins. He thought that was like inciting violence. Right. Sure. And I had to be like, no, Dad, it's it's historical fiction. It won a Tony. And he was like, all kinds of crazy left-wing shit wins Tonys. <laughs> and and uh, right. we had to, you know, we had to— my, I'm my... sick of them lionizing Charles Gateau. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, he was really is mad. Guy, is that the he shot? Yeah. He, anyway. Yeah, my, my sister was singing the ballad of Charles Gateau in the car, and my stepmother was like, what are you singing? Yeah. And I got in trouble for, uh, for uh, introducing my sister to that. So I was—so uh, I ended up— Actually, I was panicking, and I ended up swallowing parts of the T-shirt. Wow! Uh, was it the nail polish and sharpie parts? <laughs> there, there was some nail. You polish catch a little buzz sharpie. from that, yeah. though. Yeah. You know, yeah. a little fun and, side effect. And uh, and yeah, and I at first I was like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, I I am successful, and then. I, uh, I I like went to bed and woke up half an hour later with like the worst pain in my abdomen I'd ever felt. Oh, no. Fortunately, I did not have to go to the hospital. Uh, I God, just kind of how much stuck I it mean, out. if you have even if you have even a little bit of Catholic slash Christian slash religious guilt, yeah, and abdomen pain for doing something wrong is probably yeah. terrifying. Well, I mean, my mother was Jewish, so okay. so like yeah, so Jewish. I, I I have I have Jewish guilt and I have Catholic guilt here. My <laughs> yeah. my mother was Jewish and my stepmother was Catholic, so you can imagine I'm just a goddamn neurotic guilty mess. Sure. So, uh, but I, I feel almost like uh, I punished myself harder than they would have yeah. because they would not have made me they wouldn't have made you eat, eat a your, shirt yeah <laughs> exactly they wouldn't have they wouldn't have you know no, no, like me... we saw a very interesting Werner Herzog movie exactly they wouldn't have given me intestinal pain Errol Morris I'm uh, fucking up a lot on this show who yeah. ate their shoe Werner Herzog yeah, and Errol Morris know, directed actually, it. Anyway, but, I don't yeah. know either. But, anyway, yeah. don't correct me. Yeah. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> we got a Twitter account for that at Gas Station TV. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, boy. Uh, I I wonder. Do you think in super conservative households now, like kids are getting in trouble for Hamilton? Do you think there's some oh. not in my house, Hamilton? 
I was going to say, do they break the CDs? But I the think kids don't Hamilton is like too educational. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I mean, I imagine like racists probably don't like it. Yeah, maybe some racists. You know, why is George Washington black? Sure. But but yeah, not my George Washington. Yeah. Uh, Rena, did you have bands in your house growing no, up? Did I was you have just thinking like I'm not a musical person. I'm always very uh, fascinated by it. it's just mm-hmm. this genre of art that I know nothing about, and I think it's partially because. You know, you. where did you get your love of musicals from just uh, – From my mom. My mom was um, – and I mean I grew up in – I grew up in, in Burbank. So it's mm-hmm. not like I was in, you know, the most musical theater, like savvy place in the world. But my mom had grown up uh, loving musicals. Uh, she'd grown up in Chicago and Minneapolis, which are – maybe a little bit more theater-oriented, and she'd gone to school. I don't know if she went to school for a theater, but she went to uh, Northwestern, which is a big theater school. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I got it from her. Okay, because I, I was just going to say, and I didn't want to – disprove my own theory, but I feel like you get your love of musicals from usually parents. And, yeah. you know, my parents are Russian, so they don't they don't listen to any of that. Although we did, we were a big uh, Jesus Christ Superstar family, which okay. is very sure. yeah. strange. Like, I recently realized watching last season of Transparent that I hadn't thought about that for so long, and I knew every word to all of it, and I remember watching it as a kid, which yeah. is a very strange for a, you know... Um, a family that's not religious and uh, right. not into musicals is something that we watch together every Saturday morning. But um, my parents, uh, they were super, super strict, but it was only about grades. And they, I mean, I I definitely put way more pressure on myself. But mm-hmm. my, it, it's interesting. My parents, like my mom's very, um, she's not very sentimental. And she, I used to leave my diary out and I would tape a piece of hair across the pages to see if she'd opened it and read it. And oh, she ruthless. never did. Oh. It was so disappointing. Right. Or like, she replaced the hair. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's like some kind of, you know, maniacal mastermind. But yeah, my parents like... You are Paige from the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are, yeah. You are the, <laughs> the child I Russian haven't spies. watched it yet, but uh, everyone says that I need to watch it. Yeah, I love it. very good. Um, I got my musical thing kind of as I was getting into high school because I was so interested in drama club and I think I like saw them, you know, the drama kids and I'm like, oh, these are my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I tried to cram musicals because we didn't really see a lot of them growing up. Um, yeah, I think we had an old cast recording of Hair that was laying around wow. that maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I think I probably in all, in all honesty, probably I really had to like force myself to like them because I was just interested in Green Day at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and to a lesser extent, Rancid. Uh, but yeah, so I think I like got the Rent CD and just, I remember listening to it. I'm like, I will like this. I'm yeah. going to like it. And I'm like, okay, I think I like it now. You know, and it was this, it was this thing about, I need to, these, I need to have these people's approval. Yeah. Anyway, but it is strange to like be fighting for the approval of Essentially the biggest dorks in high school. I know. But. Yeah. Well, hearing that when you were saying your parents were, you know, against certain um, musicals, mm-hmm. I was just like, for me, when I think of kids who listen to musicals, they have like a little cup of coffee and a newspaper and they're like, oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, mean, the bow tie, so it's the bow tie kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of was one of those kids, but I was also one of those kids who was like – 
Like, I was just like, I'm so smart and sophisticated. If I can't do any, everything perfectly, I just won't do them at all. Oops, I'm getting all C's. You know, I was <laughs> sure. I was one of those kids where, where I was just like, But I have know. my own attache case. Exactly. I was like, I, no, I was a roller backpack kid. Nice. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you have back right. problems? Um, no, I just had like, I, I just had people be be very concerned about me. Uh-huh. And uh, and I actually did get, get back problems eventually from wearing like a, a shoulder bag. Those are uh, awful. Those yeah. are really, really awful. But I had, yeah, I had a roller backpack, and in middle school, uh, kids used to kick it all the time. I was going to ask because uh, we had a few kids with roller backpacks, and kids would kick theirs, you know, flip them over. Which... Oh, yeah. Did this have a theme? All the time. The roller backpack, space, uh, dinosaurs? A theme. Uh, okay, I wasn't that big of a door. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was oh, middle that, school. Sorry, I crossed the line. It was middle school. I found the line I suggesting have... you had a dinosaur roller I bag. Once <laughs> had a, I once had a, a bottle of, like, Bath and Body Works lotion in there because— uh, well, because because because, and this isn't as funny. I had a uh, I had obsessive compulsive disorder, and I was always washing my hands, so my hands were always dry. Uh, I was uh, again a neurotic kid, but uh, but I had a bottle of lotion in there that I would like keep with me and take it to school. And one day, one of like the cool popular girls kicked my backpack. And I went to health class and we were trying to and, – and I remember that was like the day that we talked about puberty and sex and everybody mm. was all excited. Sure. And I like went to get my binder and it came out covered in freeze-scented lotion. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure, it just sure, covered sure. everything. Right. And fortunately, my teacher allowed us to spend uh, spend the rest of the class cleaning it. So uh, – so yeah, still managed to learn about sex, yeah. but also yeah, but but yeah, it smelled like Frisia for the rest of the year. <laughs> it's interesting. I wanted to mention this. You mentioned growing up in Burbank. And yes. On your terrific uh, email newsletter, shan't we tell the vicar? There is a wonderful, full-throated endorsement of Burbank. Yes. That I that I that brought tears to my eyes. I oh, have you. never lived in Burbank, but I have <laughs> really grown to love it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to maybe just hear. He, can you can you encapsulate your pro Burbank argument? And also, maybe I want to hear a little bit about kind of what is going on on Magnolia, which is kind of interesting. Right. So there is a, currently a campaign going on called Save Magnolia Park, and if yeah. you have not been to Magnolia Park, it is. It is like something out of a John Waters movie. Yes, and right. One of the charming ones, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a, like a scene <laughs> like out of Crybaby. Yeah, yeah. Crybaby or Hairspray. Sure. You know, it's uh, it's very much uh, like I remember like the the and in the mu- movie musical I remember like Good Mo- Good Morning Baltimore looks like it takes place on Magnolia Boulevard. Yeah, it's all this like weird googie architecture. You know, from yeah. the fifties and sixties. It is like a it is like a set of America. It really you know, is kind of and in that way that like L A. Stuff can be like yeah. this kind of cool, weird facsimile of a thing. There anyway, are, there are still like VCR and DVD repair services there. There are there's more than one yeah. model train place. Yes, there are more than one. And I I I I always drive by. I'm like, I just passed two model train places that are still open in yes. 2018. Yes. I love this place. Yeah. I, I recently was in the area and I looked up a, a vintage undergarments, um, and there were like eight stores that popped up because mm-hmm. I. Had a dress that needed like a special undergarment, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, pick your poison." It's it's so that has been. I mean, a lot of these places have been uh, have have been are like Burbank institutions. Sure. And uh, I grew up in that neighborhood, and the neighborhood's gotten cooler because for a while it was kind of like speaking of musicals, it was kind of like River City, Iowa. Yeah, from the sure. music oh, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Just kind of dumped in the middle of People LA. People were very suspicious of the pool hall. Yes, which is why my <laughs> parents begins with P and that rhymes with P and that stands for poor. No, uh, sorry. Trouble with the capital T and that rhymes. There with P you and go. That okay. 
Metro Pool. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, but my my parents really loved it there. I think because it felt it felt safe and kind of quaint and right. you know. It, but it is weird how the film industry kind of bleeds into it, which is why you have stores like It's a Wrap, mm-hmm. which uh, is just clothes from movies. It's just right. wardrobe. And you, yeah, they yeah. will not give you a Caesar salad and a tortilla. <laughs> no, they will not. They will not. It's all clothes from. So my dad would like go there and try on a shirt that. Christian Slater had worn, and one of my dad's favorite gags was uh, that only dresses in Christian Slater's <laughs> yeah, old clothes. Yeah, no, he he did like he would he could go there and try on clothes that that various actors had, and one of his favorite ones was there was a shirt that needed to be ripped for a scene, so they made it Velcro. So our dad would come home, and from work after wearing this shirt all day, and he'd go, "I hate this shirt," and pretend to rip it. <laughs> Classic. That's a great dad. Oh yeah, great dad running joke. Exactly. Sure. We we loved that. There's. It's like so, pretending there's stairs behind the couch. Yeah, you know? exactly. My, like we've seen it. We we know. Dad culture is one of my favorite things. I know. Uh, dad culture is so great. My dad is very much a, a a dad in that way. But yeah, there's all these amazing stores. There's like there's like a bunch of different vintage stores. There's uh, it's a great place to be goth or rockabilly. Burbank yeah, is. sure. And the thing is that Burbank it could just be like another like muted boring suburb like Glendale. Uh, Glendale's not that bad. I actually like Glendale. Ooh, shots but... fired at Glendale. <laughs> no, I like Glendale, but Glendale Glendale wants to think it's as cool as Burbank and it's not. Sure. Um, the poor man's Burbank. Yes, yes. <laughs> it doesn't have the soul that Burbank does. Uh, right. You know, it yes. has it has the beige stucco, but it doesn't have the soul. Um, <laughs> right. It has, it has good, you know, it has some good bakeries and shopping and stuff, but, you know, it's not quite the same. But, yeah, I, I – but Magnolia Park has actually been – and that is the block that I grew up on – uh, well, not literally on Magnolia, but but near Magnolia, and it uh, it it's been undergoing this transformation because people have uh, the renters, the landlords have been like doubling and tripling prices there. Sure. So it's become more cool now. There's like these food trucks that they are there on Friday nights, yeah, and there's yeah. there's all these kinds of sponsored things. But people have been like, oh, okay, it's cooler now. It's okay if we double and triple the rent. Sure, but. It's not. And when so now, the food trucks come in, that's when the Halloween stores leave. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have, I think, three or four year-round Halloween stores in There's Burbank. There's so many Halloweens. It's great. Yeah. People, people, it yeah. Rules. And And people will, will be quick to tell you. Uh, my sister and I were there yesterday, and, like, we walked there, and we, we noticed just, like, more and more, like, blue-haired teenagers hanging right, out around there. Right. It was great. But, yeah, but because of that, so many beloved places like Pinup Girl Boutique and Creature Features and uh, all all of these places are are closing or are being threatened. So, and a lot of these are, are these are all small businesses, mm-hmm. and a lot of these are like women owned, they're family owned, they're they're you know, these small places. They're sort of these great places to let your freak flag fly, uh, and they're closing down. So there's this big campaign to uh, to save Magnolia Park, and there's a bunch of different ways that people are thinking of helping out. Whether we you know we do like a co-op kind of thing, whether we make it a historical district, whether we uh, raise the money so that the people can buy the stores. There's a bunch of different ideas that are going around right now, but we're also just trying to spread the word. So I wrote something last week or a couple weeks ago about how much that area means to me and about all my memories there and uh, and and why I love it so. It's it's really nice. And I think that even if you're not an Angelino, if you read this thing, you'll kind of be reminded of like the weird neighborhood where you grew up. You yeah. Know? I think, you know, we've all got it. Yeah. yeah. It's really, the first time I was there was a... Um, 
a few months ago, I did a podcast in a really cool studio. I think it was um, Dan. Am I allowed to mention other like podcasts on here? <laughs> no, I swear to God, if you mention Earwolf, yo, yeah, sure. This is at uh, Starburns Audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Starburns oh, yeah, Audio. Burbank, yeah, yeah. And if then you mentioned Gimlet, you are fucking out. <laughs> um, and then like, and then um, a few weeks later, I did the audiobook, and it was in, in the Audible studios, which were also on Magnolia. Yeah. And so I thought I was, I was telling my fiance, I was like, I think it's a mecca for like, you know, recording your voice. It was yeah. just Actually, I do a voice on Big Hero 6 uh-huh. uh, for Disney, and we record in that same studio in Magnolia. Nice. Yeah. And it's so weird to go back and be like, oh, and, and, you know, and I am blocks away from my elementary school. I'm going to work blocks away from yeah. where I went to elementary school. It yeah. feels like, a, yeah, very cool creative space. Like, I don't know, where, you know, prop masters go to start the business they always wanted to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's got an inter- and this is an interesting thing I remember from from the weird neighborhood uh where I grew up is like it has not cool comic book stores. Yes. Like he, like it's at some point and I think this is for the, the the best for the medium the comic book stores got cool. Yeah. You know they were run by cool people, they were like well-lit friendly places that everyone could go. You know, there's comedy shows in the back, and we have this, and we have art galleries. But, like, when I was a kid, they were dank places filled with cardboard boxes where someone was mean to you. Yeah. yeah. If you came, and they wanted you to leave. Where did you grow up? Uh, Orange County. Oh, okay. okay um, yeah. So, yeah, and Comics Quest. Comics, I think it's still there. It was in this just kind of weird strip mall, uh, you know, buy a yogurt place that was constantly closing down. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, it was just a dank place. There was like, some guys playing D&D in the back. And I know that the the well-lit, friendly, welcoming comic store is probably better for culture and, you know, for people other than straight white guys who might like to buy comics. Right. But I definitely – there are still a few of those in Burbank, and I go in and go – yeah. yeah, I know. Okay, I know one of these. And then the guy behind the counter is like, "You buying something?" Please! <laughs> <laughs> Filthy casual. Stop breathing. <laughs> um, so, uh, I would like to take a little bit of a break. Great. We have a beloved slash horrible segment coming up that you guys are coming into during your first time on the show, and I'm sorry. It is a bad segment, and I'm sorry we have to keep doing it. But we do. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to get some water. We're going to get some spit cups. And we're going to test summertime malt beverages. Uh, I Again, I apologize. And to the listeners who like this segment, fuck you. <laughs> It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective, here with Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. Hey guys. Sorry, you were about to introduce yourself. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna you know, well it's all right. Brian Brian Fernandez, Sonny D. Yeah, since Jesse is absent this week, I am here with Brian, our beloved producer. Uh, to read a couple of ads, uh, we have uh, we have some awesome sponsors on today's show. Of course, uh, every week the show is brought to you by people who go to maximumfund.org/donate. Uh, but there's a couple of cool folks uh, who also support the show, and we'll tell you about them now. Uh, Sound of Vinyl, uh, Brian. Have you? Have, I mean, obviously you've heard about it because we've read ads yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. But have you checked this site out? It is really cool. I haven't yet, but I'm. I, it's really exciting because I like the idea that they text you suggestions. Yeah. So it is a it is a vinyl record shopping uh, place, mm-hmm. 
and you know, you go on there and you can kind of browse genres. They have uh, kind of celebrity curators who will put together lists for you. Um, people like Henry Rollins get on there and suggest some of their favorite vinyl. Uh, but also, uh, it kind of uh, they have a text messaging feature. Uh, so here's what they do: they text you an album recommendation if you want it. You reply yes, and they ship it right to your door. Uh, you can even text with a real live human to help you find the records you want. Uh, yeah, it's really neat. Just they, they kind of send you some new music, and they get a sense of your taste. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're a vinyl collector, uh, this is a great spot. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like that friend uh, who we had in like high school or college that would like turn you on to new music. Yeah, I, but now exactly. that I'm, you know, a little bit older and I don't have that friend anymore, right. I, I feel like this is sort of a stand-in for that. Like, oh, my friend's texting me some suggestions for music that I would like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have limited edition color vinyl from R.E.M., The Beach Boys, John Coltrane, Marvin Gaye, and more, and it's free to sign up, no subscription fees, and no commitments. Uh, here's what you do if you want a little discount. Uh, you go to soundofvinyl.com slash JJGo, and you get $5 off your first record. Oh, I'm, I think I'm going to do that. I A lot of times I'll go and blast. use the promo code at, like for for different yeah, sponsors, yeah. and I'm almost always like really happy. Yeah, it, so. it's great stuff. And I actually just, I you know, I, I'm leaning into being a man in my late 30s, <laughs> yeah, and I have yeah. started my vinyl collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It just happened this yep, year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I've definitely been using Sound of Vinyl a lot. They, uh, they've got great stuff. That's awesome. Uh, before we get to our next sponsor... Brian, mm-hmm. I think people, when you're on the show, people want to hear about your dog a little bit. Yeah. How is Alice liking the heat? Well, she hates the heat. Yeah. She does not. We have to do a walk. Or, or, well, <laughs> so a couple a couple weeks ago, we went to the vet, and the vet was like, uh, your dog's overweight. Oh, no. And we, we, we found out we've been feeding her too much. Oh, like so she's So she's got to work off that weight. Right. So we're trying to do longer walks, but then it heated up. So now we got to do them early morning or like after the sun sets. Because if we take her out midday, she'll just flop on the ground and yeah. not go. And That sounds pretty cute. She's an Australian Shepherd. Oh, it's a cute flop. Sure. I but, bet it's a cute flop. Yeah. Yeah. So she... She's a breed that has a lot of energy, but not when it's hot. No oh, boy. Uh, but she just turned one. Happy birthday, Alice. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, we took her to the beach sure. and got her a bone cake. That's so a boat? Is it shaped like a boat? Yeah, it was a, a dog Dog food shaped like a bone, I guess. Like okay. Dog-friendly dog cake. Dog-friendly cake. Yeah. Do you know what it was made out of? No. I'm just I th- we just ordered it. You know, it's one of those things that they just had, you know, sure. you, on Amazon, ordered the okay. dog the dog yeah, kit. Nice. It was a whole kit. She had, like, a oh. little bandana, little, yeah. It oh, was just like a dog birthday kit? Basically, yeah. Hey, dog birthday <laughs> kit. Sponsor this show, by yeah, the way. Come Jeez. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's exactly. Hey, I think the Jordan Jessica audience would love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, we got a Jumbotron for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's our friends at VG Kids. Uh, they have been longtime fans and supporters of our show. We love them. VG Kids is a full-service screen printing company specializing in high-quality silkscreen rock posters, movie posters, and art prints. They got specialty inks such as Blacklight, Reactive, and Glow in the Dark. Uh, And they offer a a wide range of papers, including recycled stock, holographic foil, wood veneer, everything in between. Yeah, these guys have done uh, screen printing and T-shirt printing for Max Fun since as long as I've been working uh, here. Since like 2009 when I was an intern in Jesse's apartment. Like, we were going through VG Kids, and they're just the best. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm sure if you're listening out there, you've got a little bit of Max Fun merchandise. Uh, chances are the folks at VG Kids uh, helped that get made. 
Uh, they're awesome. Really, really cool stuff. And uh, they're fans of the show. Uh, they got, um, yeah, so they got fast turnaround on custom apparel, eco-friendly options, specialty inks. Uh, these guys are who you turn to for your printing needs. Uh, and if you want 10% off, uh, just tell them JJ Go sent you. If you're a JJ Go listener, you get a discount on the shirt or tote order. Uh, if you mention our show to them at vgkids.com. Uh, yeah, and just let the customer service team know you heard about it on this show, and you get that 10% off. Uh, one more time, vgkids.com. That's that's cool. It's like an old, it's like a small town. Like, tell them I sent you tell over them, there. Yeah, yeah tell, tell them your friendly neighborhood yeah, podcaster yeah. sent you. <laughs> we don't though. need promo codes. We just rely on word of mouth. <laughs> right, yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. The informal promo code is yeah. thrown out the window yeah. in favor of uh, just simply telling them. Like uh, well, yeah, well, thanks to them. Uh, thanks to the sound of vinyl, uh, and we will be right back uh, with more Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, wait, do I? Oh, I introduced myself. Yeah, and then do a nickname. We we were over this. Just explained it to me. (laughs) I thought you were going to point at Mara first. No, sorry. Okay, my name's Marina Schifrin, and I'm a girl criminal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mara Wilson. I'm the world's greatest aunt. Those are both really good. Is that okay? Those are both okay. great. Well I am done. A good aunt. Yeah. Well done. Aunt and Can I? Do you, are you are you an actual aunt? I am. Yeah. Cool. How's that going? Uh, it's great. Do you want to shout out the nieces and nephews? Um, I'm not going to mention their names. Sure. But, yeah. but uh, I love you all very much. Mm-hmm. And let's watch my neighbor Totoro sometime soon. <laughs> How yeah. many do you have? Uh, three. Oh. And they're great. Yeah. So. What we are about to do is uh, something that we do on this program when Jesse is not here. Jesse, for uh, for you guys' benefit, my co-host is not a drinker, um, so uh, you know when he's gone, we like to we like to loosen things up in here <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Dad's gone, so we're throwing a little party. Um, but so, a, a strange running thing on this show that I I will try to explain is that people really want to get my take. On malt beverages, the sure. kind of mm. heavily flavored summertime party. Maybe these are the things you drink when you're 19 and you've never had a beer, but you still want to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so these types of things: Smirnoff Ice, um, Bacardi O. Uh, you know, things that are bad colors and horrible bottles. Um, this kind of started when I, I was very adamant about. Uh, Bud Light Lime. Uh, I love Bud Light Lime. I think it's a terrific product. It's a great, easy-drinking summertime beer that is a nice antidote to kind of heavy, hoppy IPA types of things that are so in vogue these days that are, uh, frankly, terrible in a barbecue situation, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think if you are, you know, for hot time, summer hangs... Good Bud Light Lime. Hot time summer hang. You know a hot time summer. <laughs> yeah, you love a hot, listen, we all love a hot that time was summer hang. Ad campaign, I think. I was yes. going to say, I feel like I auditioned for this VO commercial. <laughs> yeah. Hot time summer hang. Fuck, that's good. You that t- is really good, Mara. Really you got good. the job. You got the job. <laughs> Thank you. This has been Thank a stealth please, audition the whole time. Please, please tell. Yeah, please, please tell some voiceover people that so I can uh, finally get bumped up to uh, Beyond SAG's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> we should wait. Can uh, we? That's get, the dream, huh? Not to produce your show. Sorry, Brian. No, no. But, 
Can we get a clean one? Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, so what is the what is the copy again? Uh, let's say uh, um, Bud Light Lime, perfect for your hot time summer hang. Bud Light Lime, perfect for your hot time summer hang. And let's just get a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light Lime, perfect for your hot. What is that? Hot summer? Hot time summer hang? Hot time summer hang. Hot time summer hang. Hot time summer hang. Hot. Bud Light Lime, perfect for your hot time summer hang. Okay, we'll use the first one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, I love Bud Light Lime. And when Bud Light, uh, Bud Light introduced the Limeritas, mm. people began, you know, tweeting me pictures of them with Limeritas, wanting to know about what I thought of the new flavors. Bud Light Lime is great. Bud Light Limeritas are awful. Uh-huh. My stance mm-hmm. on them is they are the taste of the loud public fight you had with the worst person you ever dated. Oh, okay. They are the taste of that. <laughs> wow. I hate them, but for some reason that that won't get into people's heads. I think it's trolling <laughs> at this point. Uh, people want to know what I think of various products in this zone. And, you know, I realize I'm I'm displaying a little uh, straight white male pr- privilege here when I when that's the worst trolling I get is people <laughs> wanting me to taste Bud Light Lime. Uh, I'll take it. I'll t- honestly, as far as Internet trolling goes, it's pretty mild. I'm I'm thankful I don't have to deal with the other things. But it is something that happens. And so as it's just kind of a public service and it's to kind of get it all out for the year. Um, I like to uh, have some guests taste test some new products in this zone just so – People don't ask me what I think of them later. We, you have this definitive document with what I think and also what my guests think. So just before we start taste testing, we have three items here that I got from my local Target. <laughs> uh, what What is your guys' experience with this kind of product? Is this something you guys kind of drank in the early days of drinking? Yeah, I um, I really – no, it's not at all. I don't like sugary drinks. My favorite drink is a vodka martini. Sure. Um, I will say I was thinking about high school. Can I tell a quick like first-time drinking story? I would like it if you did. Okay. Okay, so this reminded me of I didn't make the National Honor Society. Sorry to hear that. And I was very, very devastated. And I had a bunch of friends coming over to watch um, Empire Records, which is my favorite movie. Sure. (laughs) When you're down. I actually – no, I watched that after my first serious breakup. Really? So, yeah, I did. It is such a great movie because it's it's just like about love and music and, you know, raising money. We watched that in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Does have you guys watched it recently? Does it hold up? Empire Records. I was actually just thinking about it today, and it is kind of creepy that Mark kisses the ballerina's foot. But um, oh yeah, that is weird. I think I watched it in the last five years, and and it did hold up. Yeah, enough. Okay. It's very nineties though. Sure. Like I know so many people. Maybe not. Okay, maybe not in like the past two years when suddenly like. People, I, I know a bunch of communists now, but like I would say that like that like like you know two years ago my friends were like man I can't wait to sell out it would be nice oh, God, I would to love have to sell yeah out. it would be nice to right. be able to you know afford things uh, and now now there's much more like radical stuff going yeah. on but but it is very 90s of the like you know hey gang let's right we're this. punk rock we're yeah. doing it for the record I sure mean, sure yeah, sure yeah, yeah, it like yeah. deals with suicide right away and it has yeah. like the I will say the Rex Manning moment between Liv Tyler and him. Where where she wants to seduce him, and the first thing he does is unzips his pants and then shakes <sighs> up some ranch. Like, I didn't understand that throughout high school and beyond, and I still don't really understand the 
ranch. I think he says something to reference it, but I do like that she. I don't remember the ranch. My I don't God. either. I he just like remember shakes... the guar is in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is like, like my one. And then a guy glues change to the floor yes. and guar is in the movie. I don't feel, first I don't feel I need to explain my art to you. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Wait, that's that was a great the first, line. Yeah, that was the first penis you saw? Yeah, it was the guar penis. And I was like, wow. I will have none of this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, you've been, uh, and you've been dating uh, monsters from Antarctica ever since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that's guar backstory is it something like that um yeah and then there's my favorite line is like the beginning um of the movie where lucas is like uh i do not regret the things i've done but those i did not do it's a great movie Mm -hmm. and so i had a bunch of friends over to watch it and i decided that this you know i didn't make the national honor society so i'm gonna start drinking i'm very sorry i'm very sorry yeah it was it was very hard it uh, ruined my career as a high schooler and so my parents had a full bar because we're russian a lot of different Mm. type of vodka and i didn't know the difference of any of it so i just grabbed the first bottle opened it poured it into a lemonade for myself and drank lemonade and vodka for the whole movie by myself with a Mm. large group of friends over who like didn't drink wow and the movie ends and we're all talking and my friends are like you are so drunk how did this happen because it was just a pizza party with like nice kids who didn't drink so they like took me and i burst into tears immediately it was like i didn't make the national honor society so i'm gonna drink now and i'm a bad kid i'm an alcoholic yeah Yeah. Uh, my first drink uh vodka and tang Oh, we did it right out of the can. We gross. passed around the, you know, the can that Tang oh. comes in, like the Costco sized. We like poured the vodka oh in there God. and mixed it up and just passed it oh. around like some fucking scumbags. Just like that some, sounds awful. Yeah. I had a lot of yeah. I had actually my friend is in town tonight and she was she was supposed to come in and listen to this and you know would have shared embarrassing stories about me. But as I've said, I can embarrass myself on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she was the first person that I got drunk with, and I I think or she was she got me drunk for the first time, and I think second and third and she was like like she's really smart and trustworthy so my parents always really trusted her but they didn't know how often we got drunk. really yeah and i remember there's a lot of like fruit punch and such and and uh and i do remember like a lot of malt liquor in college but sure. probably the most disgusting thing was i remember my college boyfriend being like we need to move beyond you know mike's hard lemonade and those things we need to <laughs> we need to be sophisticated We're, right yes and and he was he was totally like a like would have carried a briefcase to school kid sure, too yeah. not not like a republican but but you know very yeah, like sure. we were we were the kind who would like you know make out to paul simon songs <laughs> so like we right. we uh we were talking i remember um and he was like, he was like, I, I think I know something that would be good for you. And he gave me a Jameson and cranberry juice. Okay, those those don't typically go. But, they don't. Uh, they don't. Sure. But I thought it was really good because it just tasted like like right. a like a cranberry juice with sure. slightly different undertones. And then after we broke up, I tried to order it at a bar, and they oh, were, and the bartender, right, right. you know, looked who's, at you like. Who was this? Jameson and Cranberry. Yeah, who was this? Who was this? Like you know, like like you know, East Village hipster bartender. Right. You know, with his beard and everything, was like, excuse me. <laughs> like I would not pers- put those two things. Yeah, together. like I had personally insulted him. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so actually, let's grab our first can down here. Let's grab this. This is this is the Henry's Hard Sparkling Water. Um, uh, let's mm-hmm. see. So let's see. So eighty-eight calories with this, no sugar. Um, so I think what this is trying to do is this is trying to be like the 
this is trying to be the like spiked Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I think capitalizing off the sparkling water trend, and uh, for uh, for drunks, for people who have a nice Lacroix and wonder why it's not getting them fucked up. That okay. I have a lot of friends who who've like recently become sober. Like I feel like yeah. a lot of my a lot of my friends are like, oh yeah, you know, you you hit thirty and suddenly all your friends have babies, and that's partially true. But right. I feel like. Like thirty percent of my friend group are having babies or thinking about having babies, and the rest are getting sober. Right? I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have a lot of comedian friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if you are around comedy. Uh, just a little but, side note. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, but I was going to say they they've heard of the idea of sparkling of of like alcoholic sparkling water, and it infuriates them. Oh, interesting. And I think rightfully so because because this is like you know the sparkling water. I mean, I love I love sparkling water. That that and seltzer. That's like that's a thing that you can have when you're sober and you can right. enjoy it. Yes, it has sure, a bite exactly. to it. So yeah. So this yeah. is like what you know—it's ruining something. Sure, I mean, I think I think for for the for the sober people I know, the like the sparkling water with like bitters is like the thing yeah. you can order at the bar. It kind of looks like a cocktail. It has some of the qualities it has of it. Has a bit it. of a kick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's 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 uh, taste this Henry's. This is actually—did I say it was passion fruit? It's passion fruit. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, let's have a little bit of this, and then we'll uh, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, now no, I'm no, no. nervous. Oh, you both uh, sit before me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and so I think what we are going to do, uh, and this is going to sound like a stolen Doughboys bit, I realize, but I think let's rank these either summer fun <laughs> or bummer no fun. So you can you can rank these. Uh, so, uh, boy, yeah, not a great first drink for Henry's. I'm going to take another little sip. I will point out that these are very cold, and that's, I think, probably helping them. The second sip is better. I yeah, first sip is not great. This is very mm. medicine-y. I would not have – if you gave this to me, I wouldn't say there was alcohol in it. It doesn't – okay, so so the, the smell is stronger than the taste and the smell smells almost exactly like the hairspray we used to use when I was in <laughs> show yeah. choir. Oh, sure, right. So like the, – the, Before you got out there to sing 76 trombones. Yeah, the exactly. Parade. Exactly. Oh, well, Burbank actually has a very hip one. So we would do – we would do like, you know, up to the dates, up to date songs. Oh, OK. Uh, in nice. ours. So, so yes. But it, it smells like what we used to spray on our hair. To it give does. Us it huge has a. Curls. It has a like a, a product taste to it. You, you know, know, like yeah. A, I feel like this is marketed. This is going to make me sound sexist, but like to women because it says there's no sugar. It's only 88 oh, calories. It's a and the yeah. reason I think that is I lived in Taiwan for a year. When I moved there, they have Taiwan beer, which is very like bottom shelf, just their PBR, and they come out with a pineapple flavored one for women mm-hmm. and it was like very similar coloring it was super bright and it was like we have pineapple drink the beer so this feels kind of you know yeah should it's, i be angry it, that's it, what I'm asking. <laughs> hard <laughs> to say these days am i offended maybe, I, yes i asked myself that a lot for the days. nostalgia factor of like you know drink this it smells like the thing you used to spray on your hair in high school i mean <laughs> right, maybe that's yeah. i also don't like passion fruit so yeah i think just we're we're kind of we're yeah, we're operating from a bad base here. Yeah. Um, but I think it really doesn't taste like anything. I think it just smells. Yeah, it just kind of has an, a, a general air of unpleasantness, I think. A little <laughs> yeah. cloud. And yeah, it's not a very extreme taste. Um, yeah, like maybe over ice and if you squeezed like a whole lime into one of these, mm. it would be okay. 
Um, Have you guys tried mixing sparkling flavored sparkling water with vodka? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really, good. I hate it. You don't like it? <laughs> I hate it. Oh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I like a little like a uh, little Lacroix cocktail. I think it's because my brain knows how it should taste. You know? Yeah. Because if you add carbonation to vodka and a spritz of lime, like that's one taste, and then it's different if it's. I can I can understand it. It's not something that I have a lot. I don't have mixed drinks a lot usually. I usually just have wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I do think that I because I'm classy. I pretend to be classy by drinking <laughs> wine. Uh, no, but I I uh, yeah. But I feel like it's almost like like I like chocolate and I like strawberries, but I don't like the two of them together. Sure. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, a little quick little story about getting these today. So these are all things you can get at your local Target, or at least things I got at my local Target. And my local Target is about a mile away from me. It's uh it's on La Cienega. So if you're a fan who wants to kill me and wear my skin, that's the target I'm at occasionally. Wait for me there. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Bring sweet death. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like to go to Target. uh, A very regimented Target schedule. Uh, And I'm like, okay, so it's about a mile away from the house. I can walk. So I got like a backpack and I'm like, I'm going to load these things up in a backpack. And they were so heavy. And I got like, I got another case. I just needed a case of sparkling water. So I was, you know, I had like four cases of stuff in this backpack. And I was, like, trudging home in the heat with this backpack in flip-flops. Oh. And it was, like, the most insane workout I've had recently. <laughs> and it also gave me an idea for a reboot of Rocky set in Florida. So if anybody wants to get That's in on idea. my Dirtbag Rocky reboot. Sandbox, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's running in flip-flops. He's toting malt beverages. What's the, what's the like, Florida version of the Rocky theme? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trumpets. It's like a little. (laughs) I would say it's probably just ba with ba, right? (laughs) (laughs) He he does all his exercising to ba with ba. And he doesn't punch a side of meat. He just punches people at an Arby's. He just goes to an Arby's and punches people. Uh, Okay. Oh, so let's so let's before let's let's talk about uh, 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 Henry's hard sparkling. Are we giving this? Uh, are we giving this a summer fun or a bummer? No fun. Uh, I'm going to say bummer. No fun. Can I say summer bummer, like somewhere in the You can. Yeah, yeah. you can say summer Middle. bummer. Yeah, I was going to say something summer bummer also because it it it's it's not like actively harmful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's but it's not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I've had much more offensive versions of these uh for sure. Um so yeah, so I think our next uh our next product is the spiked Arnold Palmer or Arnold Palmer spiked, I guess it is. Uh this is a half lemonade, half iced tea. Um, and some alcohol? I guess you can't have three halves. Anyway. So wait, the last one. Yes. Let's see. It had 4.2. Oh, yeah. Let's check the alcohol content. And this one is five. This is five. Okay. The spiked Arnold Palmer will get you a little bit more fucked up. (laughs) Uh, And the last one didn't really taste like alcohol. It really didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, So this has the man himself, Arnold Palmer, is on it. R.I.P., I think. I don't know. Um, Is he dead? Yeah, I think he's dead. Um, Well, I'm sure this is a, a... an honor to his legacy, <laughs> the, this uh, this redneck barbecue drink. Uh, so yeah, so let's so this is half lemonade, half iced tea with. Um, I don't think it's actually vodka. Sorry for the belching of the microphone. Uh, <laughs> uh, my apologies to the ASMR community. Uh, so yeah, let's let's take a sip of this. I think in theory this could be good. I love the idea of a uh, of an alcoholic Arnold Palmer, but uh, I don't know. Let's see in execution. Hmm. I don't hate it. It's like yeah. a Snapple. It has yeah. a Snapple-ish quality it does. to it's it. It's a pleasant taste, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate this. It. Um. Yeah, you can't really taste the booze. Again, it is just like a Snapple or a Fruitopia. Um, 
But yeah, uh, any thoughts? I mean, this is changing my mind. I I don't know. I always thought these drinks were for kids who don't like, you know, don't don't like hard liquor. But because a beer is what, 6% alcohol by volume? It's a pleasant taste. Okay. I, I like it. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I think over ice this this might be all right. Yeah. Mara, do you have thoughts? I also I mean, this is another thing where where I like lemonade and I like iced tea but not together. Sure. Like mm-hmm. I I can't drink sweetened iced tea. I'm sorry Southern United States, but I just can't do it. <laughs> right. But I feel like if I did, there I There are people I would... in Louisiana hurling yeah. their phones <laughs> exactly. out the car window. But uh, I would I think if I were if I were a fan, then I would love this. I okay. think that this is pretty good. Maybe yeah. not okay, maybe not love this, but I would like it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Arnold Palmer's a handsome man as this drawing on the can. Yeah, I was going to say in the drawing, he looks like he's to be in his 40s and it looks like it's from the 60s. Yeah. So maybe he died recently. Sure. I don't yeah. think he's still around. But no, I don't think he is either. He was a great man. Yeah. He <laughs> loved and, his work. And you know what? He has a great summertime party trick. <laughs> I'm going to give this. What are our What's our ranking again? <laughs> There's Su- summer fun. Or bummer. Summer fun. Oh, summer fun or bummer no fun. Okay. okay. I'm going to give this a summer fun. I'm going to say summer fun. Marina? I concur. Summer fun. Summer fun. Okay. Hey, summer fun. Way to go. Way to go. Marina, you were saying that you actually had a Target trip before you came here, right? Oh, I did. Um, I actually uh, – so I was working at UCLA today because I have access there and get a lot of work done. Um, and Mara was really excited to meet you. So I like <laughs> put on like cool hip – outfit and yeah you do look really cute by the way i yeah i don't usually look so hit i'm wearing ripped jeans which i think is you know is a statement maker but it's like hey i'm casual and i can show my knees when i'm out (laughs) right right meanwhile i realized while i was swimming in the pool today i was like oh shit i'm supposed to be there so uh, my (laughs) hair i came here with wet hair where do you you, uh, you swim uh just in the backyard the apartment building has has it i swim in burbank at the verdugo aquatic facility oh my god beautiful aquatic facility yeah they're all the yeah, all the memories I have there now. They, oh, they nice. didn't have the they don't have this. They did not have the sweet ass water slides when yeah, I was growing up. Sure. How much does it cost? Because I've been looking into public pools because I yeah. don't have access to one, and I saw the standard people are always posting yeah. photos, and then I saw it was forty five dollar food and drink minimum, and then wow. the, there's one in Los Files, and it was like six dollars to get in for the day. Oh, is that the one in Griffith Park? Yeah, it's near there. Five, yeah, and the reviews were pretty decent. But then sometimes they're like, "A man was masturbating." (laughs) Yeah, that's that's (laughs) public pools. The six dollar one. My friend and I went to one in Brooklyn. It's five dollars. They knock. They knock a buck off the charge (laughs) if someone's been jerking off in the pool. Yeah, I remember my friend and I went to one in Brooklyn before I moved, and there was a guy doing like really explicit yoga. Mm, like sure, sure, just, sure. just was it in Greenpoint in the air? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was that, that one, one. Yeah. and it was a really nice day. But this guy was just like just just doing really really explicit yoga in these tiny tiny shorts, and that yeah. kind of ruined it. Um, but you you needed a replacement shirt, so you oh, went yeah. to your well, local Target. I I so I I wore my coolest outfit for you guys, and then I was eating curry for lunch as you do, and I spilled it all over my shirt, and I was like, this will not do. And so I thought I would have enough time to go to Target before. And I went to a city Target. Mm. Did not know they're different from any other Target. Um, And they had like two types of T-shirts. They had a actually a a California bear T-shirt that I loved. And it had a stain on it. Wow. So unpurchased one. Um, 
And so I, I did not find a T-shirt and ended up being late. But I did find an I voted sticker in my purse. So I'm currently. <laughs> when you walked in, I panicked that there was an election. Really? I yeah. I mean, there's so much. I, like, I was I was wondering about that. too. Yeah. And there's so much like social media pressure yeah. around like voting now that I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, did I miss it? Am I a bad? Do I? Should I march? Yeah. I should. I should probably do some extra marching. And yeah. I honestly have this one because I didn't want. I was like, I'm a comedian. I need a clever I voted post. But I also follow all sure, comedians sure, sure. and theirs yeah. were so clever. They put on their dog's noses. I don't have a dog. I wish I did. No, yeah. Um, yeah, sticker on a dog is good. And the pressure of having a cool I voted post kept me from posting anything. And thank goodness, because now I have the sticker to cover yes. up my curry stain. Yes. So that's my my tar- target story from today. So wow. uh, so the last one of these that I got at my local Target is something I'm very excited about, actually. It is a canned Paloma cocktail from Cutwater Spirits. Um, a Paloma uh, is probably my favorite summertime cocktail. It's tequila and grapefruit juice. You can do some other stuff to it. Oh sometimes boy. you can salt the rim. Uh, sometimes mm. you can add some twists in there. But essentially, it's tequila and grapefruit, and it fucking rules. It's my favorite hot weather cocktail. Uh, so this is a canned version. Um, I'm not sure. Can you? Do we see the alcohol? Yeah. Co- oh, seven percent. Seven percent is gluten free. You ordered this perfectly. Yeah, That's yeah. Why. So we're going from least boozy to most boozy. Uh, and I am. If this works, if there was a good canned Paloma, this could be a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see. Let's see if it's actually effective. I don't drink tequila usually. Sorry to. I don't know if there's actually tequila. Oh, okay. In this. It, it, might it just says be that there a, is. It does. But yeah. It, it says tequila with carbonated water. Okay. Mm. Hey, this is all right. I mm. don't hate this. Way to go, cut water spirits. Yeah, this is kind of approximates the Paloma. I think I'm alone on this. Judging by <laughs> the expressions, I think I might be the lone fan of this. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, it is somehow both incredibly sweet and incredibly bitter. Ah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And incredibly loud and incredibly close. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Was that movie about 9-11? I'm sorry. Yeah, is it with Tom Hanks? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hard to say. Anyway. Um, I hate tequila, but, and it does. I think if you like tequila, this would be a fun. Yeah, drink. it's got a little. I, I can you can kind of taste it. I do like tequila, oh, you but, do. but I oh. still can't. So it might be the Jordan's just, but yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you I mean, know, I love I love a good margarita. I really do. But sure. this, but this for some reason, it. I can't. Maybe it's a grapefruit, but I don't or the know. carbonation is probably strange. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, are I love, there carbonated I love, tequila drinks? I, mean, I love grapefruit Lacroix, but yeah, sure, yeah, but. Well, I mean, I think I will go, be I, I'll be going against. I think going against the group and saying uh, summer fun for the uh, Paloma cocktail from Cutwater Spirits. Let's make it official, uh, Marina. What's your rating? Summer fun or bummer? No fun. Bummer. No fun. Bummer. No fun. Bummer. No fun. Right. Okay, we've got two bummer. No funs. One summer fun. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. Actually, this was a very you know a, a very successful round of this. I liked two of them. Oh my god, am I like? Getting Stockholm Syndrome for these things? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, maybe I'm into them now. Uh, so, yeah, so that's um, that's that segment. Please stop bothering me about this online. And <laughs> we'll be back for more Jordan Jesse Go. You probably know that Max Fun podcasters are funny in the talking way, but did you know they also are funny in the writing way? We are very excited to announce that John Hodgman and Paula Poundstone wrote books that have been named as semi-finalists for the 2018 Thurber Prize for American Humor. 
John Hodgman, celebrated fake internet court presider, is the host of Judge John Hodgman and was recognized for his book, Vacation Land. Paula Poundstone's book is called The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness. And you can hear her expound on happiness and many other topics on her new podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. The Thurber Prize is one of the highest awards for humor writing in the United States, and we are proud to have both these authors on Maximum Fun every week. Paula Poundstone and John Hodgman, congratulations. Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 of your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Okay, but like the second best podcast. Oh, f- just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on MaximumFun.org. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Marina Schifrin, girl criminal. Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. I'm Mara Wilson, world's greatest aunt. Excellent. Uh, so before we go, I just want to uh, give you two a little bit of uh, a little bit more time to talk about the things you're here to promote. Uh, Marina, your book I, the, that I think I can remember the name of is called Thirty Before Thirty. How I Made a Mess of My Twenties, and you can too. I am so impressed with you. This is available now. And uh, can you tell us maybe one or two of the other things that you that were on your before 30 list that you wrote about in the book? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the most interesting ones. I should have these remembered by now. But uh, one of them was to return back to Russia where I was born. Mm-hmm. So I went there for the first time uh, w- within the last year, which is a very wild wow. time to just visit Russia and – you know, it's never been hotter. Yeah, it's, it's trending really, every it's day. It's so topical. My yeah. manager was like, "Thank goodness you're a Russian," sure. um, but also don't swing one way or the other because you might isolate people. Um, and then another one. Where in Russia? So my family's from Moscow, mm-hmm. which is you know the heartland. Yeah. But it is, it's like really interesting because it's such, it's this big country with all these different cultures. But when people think Russian, they think Moscow. Yeah. So it's like you know. The stereotypes are – it was interesting to hold the – you know, what, what Americans think of Russians and then meet Russians. But it's an incredibly warm culture once you break through the icy exterior. Um, but everyone was super interested about the homeless population in the U.S., which mm. is very strange. But I guess makes sense because they're a city and they got r- rid of all their homeless people like – New York did and, you know, mm. like ship them out. And they're just like, you have homeless people there. Tell us all about them. Did wow. you try and have a dash cam accident while you were there? <laughs> like an insurance fraud one where yeah. it just flopped onto a car? I didn't, but I should have. Anyway. I, yeah, I could have used the money. Um, and then <laughs> another one. Oh, I have um, Be a Muse, which I wrote when I was very young and it was super embarrassing to me. Um, and so I write about kind of like 
having a musician boyfriend write me into a song and what mm-hmm. a huge disappointment that was. <laughs> did not like the song. Oh. <laughs> Are you the person that song Little Black Backpack is about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that song. I don't have no opinion about that song. Um, uh, well, great. And this is available wherever books are sold? Yes. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Indie Books, and Amazon. Uh, so, Mara, yes. I have a couple of things I want to ask you about before we okay. go. Uh, one is I do love the I do love the subtopic of your blog, which is fake BBC shows. <laughs> yes. Every blog post ends with the title of a fake BBC show. Yes, I think I forgot one recently, but uh, a couple months ago, I I was watching a, a bunch of BBC shows, and I was thinking to myself. Uh, how they always have titles that have nothing to do with what the show is about, mm. or they have sh- titles, but they're weird rhetorical questions, or or there's something. So I wrote, I, I tweeted this thing saying, these are things that I would actually believe were real BBC shows. Right. And it got it got uh, a lot of traction, and it got retweeted by like people who actually work for BBC Comedy okay. and people who actually work for the BBC. And uh, Shan't We Tell the Vicar mm-hmm. was uh, was Very one of the good. more popular ones. And uh, my publicist, when when uh, we started talking to people from Substack about doing a subscription newsletter, she said, you should call it Shan't We Tell the Vicar. Yeah. Uh, and I did. And it's now catchy. I close. I close everyone with uh, with with, you know, things like uh, what was theirs? Um, a Farewell to Humberside <laughs> was today's. I think one of the most recent one I did was Standing in Fields with Noel Fielding. Yeah, that's uh, good. Yeah, things like that. I tried to play myself and it was very, very difficult. Really the only one I thought I came up with that was even remotely acceptable was uh, Michael Palin Presents a Brief History of Puddings. <laughs> That was the only one I came up with that I thought was that is a good kind book. of okay. good. There was they're either yeah they can be very specific like uh, like uh, um, I I did one that was ants of the Commonwealth mm. uh, or they can be or they can be ridiculous like celebrities shouldn't be running a surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is uh, – and tell people how they can how they can get a hold of this thing. So they can go to mara.substack.com mm-hmm. and they can sign up for free uh, to get – I would say probably about uh, a week. You can get something uh, new, uh, a story, an essay, comedy, something sent directly from me. But there is also going to be additional material if you sign up and you can do a paid subscription. You can get exclusive content, which is often a lot more personal, a lot more experimental, things like that. And that is $5 a month or $50 a year. Excellent. Um, well, I recommend this wholeheartedly. I had a lot of fun looking through this thing. Uh, Thank lots you. of laughs, uh, some pathos, a yes. real roller coaster, <laughs> a delightful roller coaster. <laughs> so you. I want to ask you one more. I'm going to do a little plug for myself, and I want to ask you one more thing. I do, we did not get to cats. Oh, and yes. I just wanted to, I just want an, I want an unrelated moment where we can look at pictures of your cat. So if you yes. would please do me a favor and boot up a few I while will. I am plugging. And then we'll, there, uh, we'll close out is, with some gushing over cats. My phone is out there, but uh, okay. Uh, you, so we might have to do this post. We can but. we can pause. Okay, <laughs> but I'll uh, so I'll do my plug. Yeah. So we uh, if if you are a regular listener to this program, you probably are sick of hearing about this. If you're new, uh, here's something for the first time that hopefully you're not sick of. Uh, uh, we did a, uh, a scripted podcast on this uh, on this network, MaximumFun.org, called Bubble. Uh, it is coming to a close this week. Uh, the last of eight episodes airs on Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's a real labor of love. It's a, just a just a quick plug if you haven't if you don't know what it is. It's a sci-fi comedy. Uh, maybe if you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Maybe if you like Portlandia. Uh, if you love old uh, '70s paranoia stuff like Logan's Run, uh, mm. this is kind of a mashup of all that stuff. 
Uh, a lot of our favorite people did voices. Uh, Alison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Christella Alonzo, uh, John Hodgman, Bill Corbett, all your comedy faves. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of got together and did this crazy, uh, crazy scripted thing, uh, kind of a la old radio dramas or the BBC Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It is, uh, yeah, and it really was like a real team effort and we're very, very proud of it. Um, yeah, would love to kind of go out on the top of the iTunes charts. That might be kind of fun. Uh, so if you have not reviewed uh, Bubble yet, get in there and do that. Uh, if you haven't tweeted about it, uh, get in there and do it. If you've tweeted about it, tweet about it again. It's how people find the show. So if you uh, haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. If you haven't reviewed it yet, review it. And uh, yeah, any kind of look, little plug you can give would be super, super awesome. Would love to make more, uh, uh, but uh, we're not sure if that's financially uh, <laughs> good idea. <laughs> it was a little bit expensive. Uh, there's a donation button. There's t-shirts for sale. Uh, so yeah, if you like this thing and want to support it, um, we, we would really, really appreciate it. So, uh, Bubble, it's wherever you get your podcasts. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Mara is back. Tell us about your cats. <laughs> okay, so these are my boys. Yep. Uh, that's the fellas. Milo, Milo and Theo. Nice. Uh, they're best friends. As you can see, there's a lot of pictures so. of them they're together. Cute. They look small. They're no, actually, they're huge. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, well, Milo is huge. He is a he's a huge, huge boy. Um, and <laughs> Theo is not. Here they are on top of bookshelves for wow. scale. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures of them. This probably shows. This next one shows probably like just how close they are. I love this for audio, by the exactly. way. I'm looking at cat exactly. photos. Hopefully, you can hear our it delight. Is, so, so it's my it is an orange. Uh, there's Milo is a giant orange tabby and uh, Theo is a gray and white tabby and in this photo uh, Milo is sitting facing away and Theo has his little arm around and is looking looking back at me little paw on his shoulder they're best friends uh there's yeah, so um Theo is really know good. Tabby cats could be not orange. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. only ginger tabbies or orange tabbies. Uh Makes Milo sense. is really good at opening cabinets. Oh nice. Uh it's which like a little raptor. Uh, no, it's a pain in the ass. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, ass yeah. Because I have to keep him from going in there. I had a cat um, that uh liked to pee in electrical sockets. This is Theo stealing one of my Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but uh this is this is uh <laughs> This is me uh, dismayed that uh, Theo stole one of my bagel chips from Cantor's. Fucking Theo, always yeah. after those bagel chips. Yeah, he's a he's a, a sweet faced little mama's boy, but he loves to steal food. So <laughs> those are those are my this boys. Has been great. Maybe actually, maybe I can ask you. Well, well maybe if you want, want to email me one of those, we can post one of those on the Jordan Jesse Go Facebook group, so yes. people can also get a get a get a look at these two. Yes, very sweet little fuzzies. Yes. Uh, well, thank you. This has been uh, this has been delightful. Uh, thank you guys both. Uh, both for filling in and coming in. Uh, Marina, once again, the book is uh, 30 Before 30. I made a mess of my 20s, and you can too. Yes. And uh, and get to, and go ahead and subscribe to Shant We Tell the Vicar, and that is on, what is the? Mara.substack.com. There you go. Get it. Uh, Jesse Thorne will be back next week. Maybe? I don't know. Again, <laughs> I'm a bad friend. Uh, Brian Fernandez out there uh, producing and getting us spit cups for our, uh, for our bad malt <laughs> beverages. Uh, we thank him for his work. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.